Hey guys, I'm Amber. And I'm Brady. And welcome back to Poor Decisions. So, I mean, we've all been joking. It's been like a rough 2020. <laughs> Y'all, first of all, Aries Nation I is know. feeling the pain. RIP to our birthday month. You know, the universe really, really, really messed up doing this to the Aries community because all of us are so hyped right. for every single birthday. And you said y'all are going to have to sit right. this one out. And they picked the wrong sign to the have us sign. bitching about our birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. We were providing functions for the whole community, please. Yeah. A Scorpio. Somebody who... Yeah, is calm. Know, a Pisces. Right. Um, but they decided to, you know, put our flames out. Put our flames to walk out. to rain on our parade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been just a lot of things going on this year. Only three months in. Just so much to um process and kind of deal with. Um, and it's just a lot on your mental and your spirit. Yeah. I mean, we talked about like mental health and how, you know, um, so many of us are faced with like anxiety and depression. But I mean, can you blame us with all that is going on in the world? I it's personally depressing. am depressed. Yeah. Um, but what a um, perfect time to talk about self-care, self-care and self-care, self-care journey. Because there is nothing to do in during this quarantine-cation besides okay, love care on yourself, for yourself period. or your man or your woman that's cool too right so in lieu of a hot take we are discussing some of the things that we're obsessed with that kind of um improve or, you know, uplift us and end up being self-care type of things. So I'll go first. And the first one I said was green smoothies. So a lot of you guys who follow me on Instagram see me making my smoothies in the morning, always asking me um, what's in my smoothie, what's my recipe. But I feel like that is therapeutic for a number of reasons. One, it's kind of therapeutic when you make it in the morning, like, you know, pull it out, put it in the blender, like the sound of the blender just Man. drains out the stress of the world. Um, it's gonna be a good day mom it's gonna be a good day when you hear that sound but yeah i love drinking them i feel like it makes me feel like more energized throughout the day i definitely um can see like the improvement in like my skin and my hair when i'm consistently like drinking green smoothies um on top of water and i also do um chug apple cider vinegar um in a little glass of water um and then when i'm not doing it i'm like damn i'm breaking out So I definitely feel like I see the differences. But yeah, um, green smoothies just really help me to start my day. Um, I usually like to do like a peach, pineapple, spinach, like mango type of combo. Um, I also love, I stole the recipe from Tropical Smoothie Cafe, the avocolata. So you can actually like buy um, frozen avocados. I buy all my fruit already frozen. And I think that one is like avocado, pineapple, lime juice, coconut milk, um, kale and spinach. It's really yummy. But I am obsessed with J.J. Smith's The Green Smoothie Cleanse. That's actually the books that I bought. I tried to put everybody on, but nobody was about that life. You did try to put me on. But basically you can do like a 10-day smoothie cleanse. Or I just make, like, one every morning, and they're, like, pretty large um, proportions in that book. So I just, like, give half to my boyfriend and half for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm not a smoothie girl. I'm not a sweets girl. Also, like, sugar has, like, negative effects on my body. So that's not for me. But they look super yummy. They're super yummy. And I personally don't put any sweetener in my smoothie. But um, a lot of the recipes call for, like, you can put, like, a packet yeah. of stevia. But I just think they're pretty good without yeah. it. So, I mean, that cuts a, a wee bit of the sugar. Yeah. I mean, natural sugars are typically, like, okay for people and don't have ill effects. But, like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for some people, like even like the sugar in um fruit and stuff isn't good for them. Um, but there are other there are options of like also like low sugar fruits and veggies mm-hmm. too, um, which I think that they describe in that book as well. Probably, yeah. Cool. That's one for me. Oh, we're did going you want me to it? keep going? Oh, I could. <laughs> let me just keep okay. going. Um, so my other like self care thing that I love to do is I bought a um hair steamer. So I'm a curly hair girl, and I bought it just from the beauty supply. I think it's like a red. I don't know, Redken brand, something like that. Yeah. Um, But basically, it's like just you add water and you sit and it like generates the steam. And that's really nice. And it comes with a facial steamer attachment too. So like on my wash days, I love to do like my wash routine and then put like a mask on my hair and a hydrating mask on my face and sit under the hair steamer. And that's just really therapeutic. You can just like close your eyes and pretend that you're getting a real life facial and not like... In your living room with the steamer on the counter (laughs) of the bar. But um, I love doing that. And then the last thing, um, I was like debating with Brady on putting this, but she convinced (laughs) me. But um, going to the gym. So I do go to the gym three times a week, 545. I am the early gang, early gym gang. Um, and I feel like that's more so like, we'll talk about it later in the episode, but like preparatory self care, but I feel like I'm just like preparing my body for the long run. Um, trying to be like as healthy as in in shape as possible. I'm like, okay, if I make it a habit now, like maybe I won't quit after I have kids, like when the weight really starts to pile on, hopefully I, you know, I'm not overweight in like older age. So I think that's just like what my motivation has been for going to the gym. But I mean, I do feel like a lot stronger. Like I definitely see my body goals and like pictures and stuff like that. Like I can see the difference over time. Um, So I think it's really been like benefiting me. Um, Even though I'm not like, I don't love going to the gym. It's more so like, this is what I have to do. Like I feel good about myself overall. And I love that you were so honest about that, um, about not loving the gym because it really irks my nerves. People (laughs) are like, I love going to the gym. Um, and I feel like you and I are pretty similar in that way. Like I, I also consistently go to the gym. Um, however, people are like, you're always at the gym. You love the gym. I'm like, no, I'm not. I I, I have to love going to the gym or else I will be morbidly obese. Right. Um, and so for me, that's a big part of the motivation, but also just because I feel like working out has to do, um, definitely impacts like your mood. It, helps you like feel like you are in control of like your um you know your health and your body and also like get you going for the day yeah um and so I I agree with you with those sentiments and I also appreciate you being for being so honest like I mean come on like who really likes 
going to the gym. Yeah, you weirdos. Like, do you really <laughs> like sweating your hair out and like, okay. you know, like being My stinky? My hair is forever in a bun, except for the one wash day. Yeah. And like, then back to the bun. The only thing I like about the gym is like wearing cute workout clothes. And then... My workout clothes <laughs> not even cute. <laughs> and then I... I have to go like amber goes to like a gym gym like i go to like a amenities gym like i go to the steamer and like Mm -hmm. the steam room every day and like the salt room and um all that because i am a bougie girl and well (laughs) even just to touch on that you just made me think of something so like um i was like dang i don't even have cute workout clothes like i do think i want to give you guys like some tips for like motivating yourself to go into the gym like i think if i did have cuter workout clothes maybe i would be more excited to like look cute (laughs) in the gym i'd just be looking a mess um i feel like too what helps me is like i lay out my clothes every single night before mm-hmm. the gym so like when i wake up at 5 15 that alarm goes up i literally just have to roll out of bed put on my clothes yep. put on my shoes and go out the door and then i would say like having an accountability partner really helps me so like my friend works out with me consistently so like we'll text each other and be like you up you up like let's go or like somebody may be like oh, i'm so tired and we'll be like let's just get it over with so um those would be my like three things maybe the fourth thing would just be like find what works for you to brady's point like i go to more of like a traditional kind of like crossfit type gym and like brady likes to do more of like the classes amenity type gyms so the fourth thing would just be like find what works for you yeah absolutely that's so important um, and then flipping over to the things yes. that I'm obsessed with right now slash have been for a little while. Um, so on Sundays, I typically do like a self like facial type of care. Like I get myself right for the next week. And so something that's really important to me besides like doing like my scrubs and like using like the right like toners and um, moisturizers mm-hmm. is mask, quote mm-hmm. unquote, Um something that I'm really obsessed with right now or a product rather um is the drunk elephant baby facial it's amazing um you feel like your skin is like automatically like so much smoother like all the dead skin is all like a baby's bottom it feels literally <laughs> like a baby's bottom um, I'm super obsessed with it it is it is pricey mm-hmm. I'm not gonna flex but definitely worth it yeah maybe we should drop some of our skincare gems because you put me on some skincare stuff oh yeah too. um a staple that Amber now uses too and really loves is Murad products. We both use the yeah, scrub. Yeah, I love everything Murad. Yeah. Like I'm more acne prone, so I use like the, whatever, the blue one, yeah. the acne one, toner and moisturizer and stuff. Yeah. And I use the other drunk elephant. I like the proteiny too the um i feel like i had a sample of that it was like the last year's it was the last year birthday gift from sephora that's funny so you probably had the sample i probably had it i it's it's odd because i feel like some people really stick stick with like one product line but like i have like a combination of different things Mm -hmm. so like i love murad i love drunk elephant for some things i love keels actually for a lot of things and you know it's actually funny um i have used so many like face washes and none of them compare to just regular bar dust. Yeah, so you always say that. I always soap. say that. Yeah. Um yeah. I used to use like this St. Ives green tea cleanser for the longest. People like that. I was so sad that it was discontinued. No. Um but I really like when you told me about Murad, their cleanser has like the cucumber yep. extract that I feel like was really good for like my redness for whatever reason. Um 
Yeah. But I need a little more than soap and water because a bitch be breaking out. <laughs> also, I just want to say it's nothing like leveling up your skincare it's and nothing. hair care products. Like, I mean, besides the Dove face bar that works for Brady, like, I remember when I bought, like, the whole fucking line of Murad and when I started, like, buying my shampoo and conditioner from Sephora and Ulta, like, buying $30 bottles of shampoo and conditioner, and I'm like, damn, this shit make a difference. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not going to flex on, like, what was holding me down. Tressa May, L'Oreal, organic, y'all used to hold me down, but I had to to level up. Yeah. Okay. I but I think the point of that is finding what works for you because I'm definitely a bougie bitch and I use the expensive products too. But there is nothing like my dub right. bar soap and that may be the same for other people too yeah. is mixing it up. Get the samples first. Get and the then samples try and dry them out. Um, something else that I'm obsessed with. Um, honey pot feminine wipes. Yeah. Okay, so it's funny because I I feel like Amber and I are actually like the same person with a lot of things. Specifically, when it comes to like the 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 wipes, like if I go to your house and I don't see no wet wipes behind your toilet, <laughs> then I don't really trust you, right? Um, and so um, no, I, I stay with the equate wet wipe. Oh, uh, which I is fine. The <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. And I too used to get the store brand because you know who cares? It's a right. wet wipe for your booty. But I'm so obsessed with the Honey Pot Feminine Wipe. Um, a, just because I like wipes in general, and um, just because I also love Honey Pot. Yeah, and they're black-owned. And what was so crazy, I tried Honey Pot. I tried it because everybody was on Twitter. I feel like y'all lied. But y'all <laughs> were saying that, like, um, if you use, like, the organic feminine products, your cramps are better and stuff. Did you see people talking about that? No, you know I'm so bad okay. at that stuff. Well, anyways, that's what um, charged me to try Honey Pot. And I actually tried the tampons and the um, panty liners, which were pretty good. The panty liners are so funny because they're like um they have essential oil they're like minty oh minty pussy panty liners (laughs) i don't know about they're like minty for like the first 30 minutes of your day no i don't think i want i don't think i want eucalyptus on my vagina like yeah minty minty fresh no i like their stuff yeah i do those feminine wipes a1 but i was like oh maybe the eucalyptus is gonna make me not have cramps no no But love y'all. But we love the brand. (laughs) Um, And then the third thing that I'm really obsessed with, which I'm always obsessed with, is candles. So um, one candle, I'm going to go from the high end of the spectrum to the low end of the spectrum. Um, So one of my favorite candles, I love anything like gardenia or smells like flowers, like roses, that type of thing. So I love the Diptyque gardenia candle, obviously on the more expensive end. On like the intermediate end of yeah. the money spending if scale. If you're trying to drop sixty dollars on a yeah. candle, um, I also love. Um, actually, my friend just gifted me this candle, which I love so much. It's the burning rose um, scent by Byredo. Smells so good and also like looks super chic. Mm-hmm. And then on the low end of the spectrum, because don't tell me that I didn't put y'all on to this. This is the smell that makes your whole house smell so good, and it is so cheap. Amber, you know what I'm going to say? Mahogany teakwood. Mahogany (laughs) teakwood. It's a gem gem from Bath and Body Works, okay, y'all? And y'all can get them. You know Bath and Body Works is always having a sale, and the way to make the candle look extra chic in your house is to get the candle and to take the label off. Um, and when we finish recording this, you need to check in my front hall because I just got another one from Bath and Body Works. I think white gardenia. 
Oh, am I going to be obsessed? And it's like a um, floral. Like, but is it high intensity? Because that mahogany cheek wood will have your whole it house. It the whole um, house smelling like it, too. Yes, that Don't is a simple. Don't bath and body work. Oh, listen, I'm not. That is what raised me, okay? Yes. So I'm not poo-pooing. I love seeing bath and body works because it just gives you, like, the nostalgia of, like, you're in a black <laughs> home. Yeah, you are in you a black home. You know what I mean? Like, a little um, sweet pea. Like, yeah, a little, a little like, sweet A little mint moon night. What is it? Moonlight moon pad. pad? Yeah, it's like it just brings you back, and you. So feel when like you have the little spray bottle yes. in your backpack, simpler time. Yeah. All right, so a little bit later in the episode, we have um, a self care expert coming on to talk about kind of her self care best practices. But before we get to that, Brady and I just wanted to run down some of the ways that um, you know we do self-care and then um, some of the poor self-care decisions (laughs) that we make. Yeah. So while we're on the topic (laughs) of self-care, to Amber's point, I think it's really important to list like definitely like the positive um, or like what's seen as like more positive um, outlets for self-care, but also to be real with you guys and talk about um, how in our lives we see self-care and what we think has been like, you know, super helpful to us. So... Um, so I'll go first, I guess. So self-care for me, I would say number one that always helps me feel better is just going to church. Church yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, a little Sunday service. A little, Sunday service. A little gospel. No Kanye. You know, I will bump Kanye's gospel album because it is A1. It makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, my favorite gospel song. <laughs> and one of my favorite, all-time favorite songs, Open My Heart, Yolanda Adams, you know. Yeah, she loves a good, song. She uh, loves I love that song. song. A good little uh, tears of joy on the way to church Come in on. the morning. A little and one tear not down to the mention that I have to drive from one side of the uh, perimeter to the other side of the perimeter, from the west side to the east side, just to get to church. I don't know. You come from, like, the middle. Yeah. But anyways, it's a very uh, therapeutic drive, even for you when you're going 20 eastbound to Decatur at 8 a.m. Yeah. or maybe not 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., trying to get to 10.15 service. Yeah, I'm not going to flex. I definitely, like, I'm, like, banging out hood um, classics oh, hood on, the on the way, way to, to church. Uh, church. I'm one of those That's, girls. like, one of my one day to, like, play <laughs> gospel. Like, I'm one of those, like, on the way to church gospel, pulling out from church back to the trap. <laughs> but, um, so I would say that. I love also... I do like to journal. I've been trying to get like better at journaling. Um, You've been journaling for a good part of your life, huh? I've been journaling <laughs> since I was a child. And I actually just bought a new journal. I haven't wrote in it yet. But I was like, I, I haven't journaled all of 2020. That's, you know, let's deduct a point for me there. A self-care point. You've been so busy. I've Give been yourself so, some grace. Yes. So busy. Um, but I was like, I have to get a new journal because let's just go right into my poor self-care decision. I only journal when I'm sad. So my journal is like a bunch of sad shit, (laughs) which is going to be great for my book one day. (laughs) However, I was like, I don't want to write in my same journal anymore because I just felt like it was bad energy in there. So I got a new one (laughs) and I'm trying to like move forward. You know, I'm still claiming 2020 as my year despite the first quarter. Yeah. Um, So I got me a new journal. It's only up from here. It's only up, but um, I would say a poor decision. I think, you know, journal during the happy times too. Like Brady says, um, stream of consciousness journaling. Like even if you're just like writing down a few 
things or like you know we love a bulleted list yep um i think it's important to know like the positive things too so when you are in a journaling mood and you go back it's not super depressing yeah and you have some of like your joys too and then i mean back to what i said um at the very beginning of the season you know being intentional and manifesting so like writing down some of those like future uh where you see yourself in the future and like speaking it into existence yeah like erica badu said write it down and watch <laughs> shit get real so I'm, i need to do some more of that too yeah but those are like the big things that come to mind to me for self-care that's good that's me yeah okay um and so some things that i do which i don't i will not say that I am a self-care guru um, or that really like what I do for myself is probably going to work for other people because some of it could be looked at as like, you know, negative or, you know, to some people it could be looked at as positive. But I think that ultimately <laughs> at the end of the day for self-care, it's about what makes you feel good. The number one thing that really like makes me feel good, to be honest, is being around people Mm -hmm. and having good conversations with people who are my close friends or maybe even someone that I don't even know. And so, um, call me a weirdo if you want, but sometimes I'll like go to a bar and I'll have dinner by myself and have conversations with random people. And (laughs) to me, like that feels really good. It, It makes me, takes me out of my comfort zone and it makes me, you know, think outside of my normal day-to-day box. Brady's a girl who likes to talk in Uber. <laughs> like, she's one of those. She likes to talk to strangers. Oh, yeah. I'm always talking to my Uber drivers. Always. I should really write a book about, like, my conversations <laughs> that I have with my Uber drivers because it would be really, really funny. I'll also say, like, guilty. Like, I love to shop. And um, I think that that could be, you could easily go to, like, the negative end of the, the mm-hmm. spectrum. But... Most times I like will say, okay, this is how much you can spend a month. And um, when I do that, I do feel better about, you know, what I'm doing. But I'm a girl that, you know, likes things. I'll be honest. And Mm -hmm. I like, you know, things that are made really well. And so to me, like, you know, investing in myself and the way that I present myself every day um, is important. And I think that that's also fine. Um, and then lastly, I would say I, um, love, like, you know, I think that a a form of self-care is like the time that you give to others and like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spending time with either people who you're in a romantic relationship with or just, you know, your friends. I mentioned, obviously. Or your family. Or your family. Like I sometimes, I need to go home or like my mom come out here and just like, spend a weekend yeah. back to your roots back to your roots i think that that's also very important yeah. i talked to my i mean i talked to my mom like 50 million times a day yeah. and um all that so yeah that i think that that's also a form of therapy just like brain dumping everything mm-hmm. but um one thing that's really important about brain dumping especially to your loved ones and to people that you really care about you should and this is something that i just started doing you should ask can you brain dump like all of your emotions on people because I really do believe in energies and all of the negative things that you may dump on someone Mm -hmm. um, can also like impact their spirit and that's not something that I really thought about before this year but Mm -hmm. being really like intentional and um in recognizing like what energy you're transferring from you to your loved ones so that's really important although I I agree with you like 
I'm always telling my mom every single thing, and she's probably like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> over it. But make sure Remember, you... I learned the word empath this year, and I was like, Brady, am I an empath? Because, like, I feel like the energy has transferred to me, and I'm feeling oh the weight God. of the world. You are an empath. <laughs> you are. You're feeling the weight of the world. You're taking it all on. You need to release it. But, yeah, that's real. That's good. You yeah. should definitely be cautious of yeah. other people's um, energy and Absolutely. shifting that. Yeah, great. Okay, so Maya, thanks for joining us on the Poor Decisions Podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, We have our self-care expert here. So why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us, you know, what is Gentler? Yeah, so I'm Maya Fleming. I'm the creator of Gentler. So Gentler started as a podcast back in early October of last year and it's kind of grown into this larger self-care brand not too much larger but growing um had an ebook coming out have some other fun stuff in the works but basically I just wanted to start a culture and community around intentional and practical self-care um I had a situation where I was really strapped for cash because of a health health issue and so I realized nothing's going to get better as long as I feel terrible about this. I have to work on my mood and my mindset, and that's what's really going to help me do better. But I also needed that practical piece. I also just needed money to pay rent. So I was like, how can I make this mindset, how can I make my mood and self-care really turn into something tangible for me? So that's what Gentler's been all about, me trying to teach other women how to do that as well by just sharing my story and how I've been doing it in my own life. Um, I tell everyone it's just about you and knowing yourself and that's kind of the journey that I'm on. Got it. So that's really interesting. So it was because of like the um, health issue that you were facing that kind of inspired you to start Gentler. Can you just talk more about that and like how that translated just from not only feeling better physically, but like, you know, getting your mental in the right space too? Yeah. And if you could also just touch on what did self-care look like before um, this, uh, your, your health issues and, mm-hmm. and how that transformed into, to today's self-care practices. For sure. So I, back in 2018, um, I was in Australia studying abroad and I had something weird happen with my eye where I just was kind of losing vision in it. And I've been generally pretty healthy. So it was really weird. And I went to different doctors and went, ended up one weekend going to like three different doctors um, three different offices, spending the night at the Sydney Eye Hospital. I didn't even know eye hospitals were a thing. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much money that night. And it was like upwards of $2,000 in 24 hours just on healthcare. Um, and I was really stressed out. I was 21, I think. And just, you know, that was pretty much all the money I had left for that trip. And I just kind of instantly felt defeated and just dejected. I still didn't have any answers about my eye. And now I was out of money halfway across the world. And I've always been the girl that has her stuff together. Like everyone's always praised me for that. So I didn't feel like I could ask for help. Generally, the the biggest piece that I always pick up from it is you have to get your mind and thoughts in the right place. And that's what makes your actions come from the right place. So before self-care was definitely just me kind of 
deciding I'd spend the day watching Netflix or go on a shopping spree, which after I got back from the hospital, I immediately went to the mall and just blew even more money. So I'm already stressed about spending $2,000 on doctor's trips. And my first idea is to go to the mall and go to H&M. So already in the wrong place. And after this whole thing, I started having to think more about self-care in the long term and think, how can I take where I am right now and ensure that my future is better. So self-care started looking like having sessions with myself, money dates, sitting down and budgeting, um, planning to speak, talk with friends and getting more creative about ways to have outings and not spend money, um, cleaning up my space. That's always been a form of self-care for me, but that became very, very crucial afterwards. It just became about things that were going to make me feel better in the long term. I even like made little notes for myself and put them in a baggie in my uh, backpack for every day. Whenever I felt my mood dipping, I reached into the baggie and each note had something that I knew would boost my mood, whether it was a song or um, some type of TV show I could pull up on Netflix really quick because the things that were self-care before didn't necessarily, I didn't drop them. I just had to be more intentional about them. So I still had to find ways to utilize them in a good way, but now it was more purposeful and more practical for me. Um, And so I just kind of had this shift of like, this is no longer a choice of, do I want to make this happen? It's how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to start making money? How am I going to start just changing my life in this way? So Maya, can I jump in here and ask you a question? Um, What's your take on like short-term versus like long-term self-care? Because a lot of the things that you were like speaking to, um, like the shopping, I am a shopping addict and I know like long-term that probably isn't something good, but it does make me feel really good in the moment. Like, do you have Um, can you share your perspective on things that are, you know, instantly gratifying, such as, you know, spending time with someone, shopping, things that may not be, um, you know, stereotypically a long-term gain, but like just in the moment, uh, a self-care kind of act? Sure. Yeah. So I think, and I tell people all the time, you need both. Like you have to be able to do both and you have to be able to find the balance. And so, with that, I had to get to know myself. I had to find out what I wanted, my needs, and figure out what my patterns were. So I had to know, okay, if I'm going to, so I'm also a huge shopper, um, and I have to really sit down and narrow down the motivation behind when I feel an urge to go shopping. If I'm just feeling upset about work, and I just need to release, and just want to blow off some steam, then I might go look around the store and tell myself I'm not allowed to buy anything. Or if I do buy something, I have to think about it for a little while. Or I'll just put a limit on my card because I know how I am. So I'll have to do that. But sometimes I want to go shopping because I'm focused on cultivating a home in my apartment. So I want to go to TJ Maxx and find things that make me really happy Mm -hmm. and that bring genuine value to my space. And that's totally fine. Like, it's not so much about the act as much as it is about the motivation for me. Same with like Netflix. Some days I'm just trying to procrastinate from all the work I have to do. And some days I've overworked myself and I really just need to sit down and cool off for a minute. And Netflix is the best way for me to do it at that moment. It all comes down to kind of knowing when you're acting out regular patterns 
and knowing when you're um, experiencing like the effects of a certain trigger that you're aware of in yourself. So with that, I feel like you talk about this on the podcast, and I feel like this is a good um, point to talk about it, kind of what Brady was um, alluding to. There's kind of like the understanding the difference between like self-care and like self-sabotage and like continuing to like feed the bad habits versus like truly something that is serving you. And I feel like you talk about like foundational self-care on your podcast and like getting to know the self-care that, you know, works for you. So can you talk a little bit about that and then the practices that you've developed through that foundational self-care? For sure. So foundational self-care is just what I like to call like the the groundwork of self-care. So it's kind of that moment where you're getting to know yourself and I'll have like two analogies where I say is you like raising yourself as if you were your own child, but you also dating yourself. So whenever we're going on dates with people, we're asking a lot of those questions that kind of form the foundation that we build the rest of our knowledge on that person with. Um, But we don't do the same thing for ourselves and we spend the most time with ourselves and kind of know ourselves the least a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to like sit down and, and just get to know me. Um, and one way that I do that a lot is through journaling. And so I really like to sit down, um, typically in the mornings, but anytime where it's depending on schedules, I like to sit down and just kind of recap my day or write what I'm feeling. And then I also like to spend time doing journaling prompts because I find the prompts really pull things out of me that otherwise I wouldn't have explored. Um, I sometimes shy away from certain things like thinking about my fears and thinking about people who've hurt me, but doing prompts and forcing myself to engage with those topics kind of opens up new, new areas for me and illuminates different things that I've been trying to ignore. Um, and I also use affirmations a lot and affirmations were another thing that I didn't think, I didn't think much of them. Basically I would hear people doing them and think, okay, well, there really can't be much that comes out of you just repeating a statement, like especially if you don't even believe it. Um, but I think that's the key is finding something that you can you can believe at least a little bit because what it's doing, at least for me, is opening my mind to the possibility of that statement being true. And so I start seeing it as if that statement's being true. Like yeah, there are like a couple of like tidbits that I've liked so far about this conversation. One, you just mentioned the motivation behind things, which is funny because it's like I do things all the time, which could technically be self-care um, or not. I just don't think about like what my motivation is mm-hmm. behind it. And I think that putting um, that tagline in my head really helps me put into perspective whether things are my self-care is healthy or whether it's not. Mm-hmm. I also really like the, um, it's, it's funny that you breaking down like but foundational self-care in general, because these are all things that, again, Amber and I have Mm -hmm. talked about, even um, referring back to our first episode, our Mm -hmm. 2020 vision episode, I remember us talking about, well, Amber specifically talking about manifestation and saying things and believing things and how um, things, you know, come to fruition once you believe them and you say them and you keep them in the back of your mind. And even um, a piece where I told Amber about, you know, journaling practices that I had started one being just like the stream of consciousness, um, you know, and I think that that is just writing, just writing whatever is in your mind mm-hmm. has been super helpful for me, especially mm-hmm. in recent days, just like to to get it out on paper to actually reflect on like what I'm going through, whether it is important or whether it isn't. And then mm-hmm. also um, 
earlier in um, our season, I talked about telling yourself what you want to hear, which is um, ties kind of perfectly with the dating yourself um, kind of thing um, that you were, were mentioning earlier. And I think is really, really important telling yourself like what you want to hear. Um, so it, it's just funny to hear someone who is actually um, put like a framework around self-care and to understand just like um, the motivation behind it and also just like to break it down. So um, all this is really interesting and also helps me <laughs> to kind of put together like what I'm doing and make it more intentional. So yeah. Nice. And so can you like just touch on a little bit of, so we talked about the foundational piece, but also the preparatory piece. And I feel like you did talk about a little bit of like budgeting, but just quickly like touch on like the differences between like foundational and then the preparatory things um, where you like, you know, reward yourself or cut back or sacrifice um, for the good in like the long run. Yeah. So for me, preparatory self-care is we've been talking about like the long-term self-care and all that. And that's where this really comes to play for me. Um, so preparatory self-care, basically the things that don't feel good necessarily in the, in the moment, you're not going to get instant gratification from them, but they make your life a little bit easier, make it a little bit better in the future. And um, the things that future me will smile at past me about. So for me, that looks like getting my work backpack the night before packing my lunch before getting clothes out, a lot of it is centered around work. And I think of it a lot of the times, you know, I'll look at my day and think, what are the time sets? What am I spending a lot of time doing? What stresses me out in the moment that I could just get done beforehand and give myself a little bit more ease? And that's where I really try to implement preparatory self-care. I know just from having countless financial issues in the past that I hate the few days before pay, payday. I need to make sure that whatever I'm doing, my self-care plan needs to include something to get me through those days. And so mm -hmm. that was looking at really intense budgeting and figuring out how I was going to make all of this easier for myself. Um, and with that being said, like for me, self-care really comes down to what makes me happy and what brings me joy. So sometimes I don't want to cut back and sacrifice in the way that a lot of financial gurus would encourage me to like I knew I was not gonna cut out my cappuccinos and lattes all day mm. but I also couldn't afford to go to Starbucks every single day so it came down to getting creative and looking at ways that I could still get what I wanted while working within the confines of my reality um, and for me that looked like getting an espresso machine that made me still a little bit excited about having my coffee in the day and still bringing me joy um, while still playing in, in line with my other goals financially. Great. Um, and then I think one of our kind of final questions that we have um, for you, which you've kind of touched on, is just what does your self-care um, routine look like um, today? You can even go through today or you can go through just like generally speaking like a week. Um, and then how do you, you know, if you could just touch on it kind of at the end of that, how do you give yourself space to make some poor decisions? Um, yeah, absolutely. So for me, self-care lately is looking interesting. I'll say that um, there are a lot of different pieces. So one thing I really noticed was I really need to jump into preparatory self-care. Every day I felt like I was in a hamster wheel. So setting aside time to really just make sure I'm setting myself up for success for the next day, 
I'm focusing on that. And then actually two days ago, I just got a puppy. So I started putting mm-hmm. in calendar time of playing with my puppy and having some bonding time between the two of us. I am really bad about kind of holding myself up into my apartment, isolating myself. And lately, I guess that's been a good thing, but it's, it's sometimes a little a little negative for me. So I've been putting that on the calendar and um, focusing just on building that relationship and letting myself not worry about not getting work done. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then like we said, like, yeah, poor decisions. Yeah, as far as poor decisions, I'm always making them. And that's just, I have to like be honest Same. with myself on that. Like, I'm always making them. That was the whole reason why I got started on this journey because I got myself into a situation where I was like, I need to do better because I was just making poor decisions without any reflection. So now I still am acknowledging the fact that I'm a human being and I'm going to do these things, but I do them knowing that later I'm going to have to reflect on that and commit to doing better in the future. So when I journal towards the end of the week, I'll recap, you know, what did I not like from this week and how can I, you know, what, what three steps can I make sure that that doesn't happen again in the future? And if it does, you know, it happens, but I'm still thinking, okay, I slipped up a little bit. How can I ensure that doesn't happen anymore? Um, And also just, that's where it comes in, like treating yourself like your own child. Sometimes I just have to give myself what I need um, and be able to say, like, I'm not meeting this goal all throughout the week because I really just want to curl up and watch a Netflix show and giving myself some grace in that aspect. If I need to cut my losses and not fill out, like, all my calendar um, commitments one evening because I just need to go to sleep a little bit earlier then I'll do that because if I'm constantly feeling like I'm not meeting my own expectations and I'm just making myself feel like a worse person for making poor decisions, I'm just going to continue down that cycle. Um, and then just feeling, you know, whenever I make a bad decision, thinking to myself, how can I help someone else not do that? So for me, it was a podcast and I share a lot of the, the terrible things I do um, and how I made it better through that. And also, if you don't have a podcast, it doesn't have to be that. It can be talking with a friend, talking with a younger sibling, and walking them through stuff. Um, and just kind of, how can you pay forward what you learned from this mistake? Totally. I feel like that's like our whole mission behind Poor Decisions, just like sharing our experiences and hoping like others can both relate and like learn from our mistakes. But I just think in general, like, we all just have to be like kinder on ourselves. Like I think um, as millennials who like we're all, you know, super, well, for the most part, pretty like motivated and ambitious. And like we have such like high hopes and such big goals for ourselves and just being like kinder to ourselves throughout the process. Like you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn. You may not be where you thought that you were going to be at a certain age, at a certain month. or whatever Um, but just like learning to like give ourselves a break um I think that's the biggest piece I feel like that's why so many of us are like you know in therapy or whatever and have anxiety because we just like are so hard on ourselves yeah well thank you for joining us thanks so much we really appreciate your perspectives and hope that everyone um can you know gain a takeaway for some of your um best practices for self-care yeah so if you just want to leave everyone with your information 
Yeah, so you all can follow the podcast account on Instagram at, at @gentlerpod. That's G E N T L E R P O D, and the website is www.begentler.com. Um, have some cool blog posts up there, an ebook, and all of that. And we're working on some fun stuff for the future. Awesome! Thanks cool. so much, Love Maya. It. We really Thanks, appreciate Maya. it. Now that we've come <laughs> to the end of the road. No. Not yet. Not, Not quite. yet, you guys. But next week. Next week is our last episode. Yeah. So please, please, please tune in. We're answering all of your questions that you guys have DM'd us on Instagram. So see us on the pod. See us on the pod next week. You don't want to miss it. Okay, bye. bye.